0: Hey, welcome in, welcome in to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast, Thursday edition. Patrick Allen here, as always, here to talk some Chiefs, and this is a big show. We got a lot planned for you today. I'm excited because I, I we're a week away, y'all. One week away from Kansas City Chiefs football, and you always want to be playing on that first Thursday night game as the defending Super Bowl champions, and the Chiefs will be this year. I'm super excited, uh, and, and I'm super excited for this show because you know, normally th- Thursday's my day for the show. So normally I would be doing a show on Thursday, but I'm fortunate enough to be going to the game. I'm going to be at Arrowhead Stadium live. The other guys will be here. They got you covered. Don't worry. So this is my last show until the season starts. So I've got a lot to get through. I've got predictions. I've got It's put up or shut up time, right? We do that every year. So I'm super excited. And um, we've got a great guest today, Cole Bruce from How About Them Chiefs is going to be here. Haven't had him on the show yet. Massive Chiefs channel. Great guy. You've seen him on Twitter, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of his, his followers and, and fans are here. I know a lot of you watch all the Chiefs content. So it's always fun to have other members of the Chiefs fandom and media on this show talking ball. So I'm just super fired up to have him. Uh, it's long overdue. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. And then I'm going to give you my game-by-game prediction of every single Chiefs game this year, how I think it's going to play out, final score. And I'll give you... Uh, we're not going to do the Super Bowl picks yet. We'll wait uh, until until the postseason. But um, yeah, fire it up. So um, before we get to Cole, I got to let you know that we have a really sweet deal for you at Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, Caesar's is kicking off the NFL season with a new bet, $50, get $250 in bonus bets. For a limited time, New Year's can sign up with the code ArrowGet A-R-R-O-W-G-E-T, and redeem $250 in bonus bets after placing your first wager of $50 on any NFL game. Even if your first bet loses, you'll receive one $50 bonus bet credit each week over the next five weeks. Make sure to enter our code ArrowGet while signing up uh, to and to bet with Caesars each week to start off the NFL season. Again, that code is ArrowGet. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. You can always check out ArrowheadAddict.com/bets by or by scanning the QR code on the screen, or you can click the link in the description for more betting offers. All right, let's bring my guy in, Cole DeRoos. Uh, what's up, buddy? We finally got what's you up, on? Here. in here. We
1: did it. Let's go. I was yeah. just telling you before we started, I've been watching uh, Arrowhead Addicts podcasts, especially post games way before I even had my own uh, YouTube channel. So this is pretty fun, man. This is like, it's a bucket list for me. So I'm honored to be on here, man. I appreciate awesome. all the work that you guys do. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's so good to have you. I've been just so impressed with how quickly you've grown your channel. You've you you've like cracked the YouTube code or something over there.
1: They gave me a Rubik's cube and then they said if you solve, no, I'm just kidding. I, yeah, it's it's popped off. I never expected it to do so, and um, we're still rolling with it going into season two on the YouTube channel. And it's been nuts, man. I'm very blessed and grateful. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, there's so many great fans out there. It's so, it's so fun, and, and we always yeah. talk about on this show just how much awesome content there is out there for Chiefs fans, whether it be your channel, KCSN, uh, you name them. Uh, there's just so many really cool people. And one of the things, and it hasn't always, I look, I've been in the Chiefs media space for a long time, and uh, it hasn't always been like this. Now, it certainly hasn't always been this big and plentiful. Obviously, having a guy like Patrick Mahomes and all the success that they've had will will help out with that. Yeah. But it hasn't always been, it was always a, it was a little competitive. And I think everybody's kind of competitive in their own way, but everybody's just so nice and like promotes each other's stuff. And uh, I think it's fantastic. And uh, it's always great to see new people entering the space because, uh, you know, I, I I can't get enough chiefs content myself. Can't keep up with it all though.
1: Yeah, man, I think uh, the chiefs being the best team in the NFL helps. Uh, for sure, with competition and new channels popping up, but at the same time, I, I'm a former videographer, so I just think about like technology. Now you can get so you can get stuff for so cheap and easy, and, and like start YouTube channels like way easier than you could like 10 years ago, just based on technology, editors, cameras. Like it's all easier now, so I, I think that helps a little bit.
0: Yeah, man, I remember the first <laughs> the first thing that I did ever. Um, by the way, shout out Slaus Style for, for the super chat. Uh, appreciate you. He says, Cole, it's all your fault. I can't, I can't, I can't just say let's go when I'm trying to get people <laughs> to move. I have to say, let's, let's go. Let's freaking go. How about those chiefs? Love it. Um, it's <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> lost. I my guy. Um, yeah, I remember when I first started covering the chiefs and I, I got credentialed to the NFL draft. I used to live in New York city and I got credentialed to the draft at radio city. I was super jacked up. Um, my first NFL event and my my boss at fan side at the time they sent me a, a, a flip cam do you remember those
1: um yeah like a little video camera that flipped out like that or no it was like it was like, a, it was like a, yeah it was like a little video camera about like the size a, like of maybe slim like a, one. like a pack
0: of cigarettes it was kind of thick yeah, yeah 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 and it had that the the usb like flipped out from the side and you could plug it in and it shot in <laughs> 720 and i was like holy shit and it had a big screen on the back And I was like, this is like the nicest thing ever. Like, I I used it for like a year and then iPhones came out. (laughs) But it was a really nifty, yeah, nifty piece of of tech. But that's how long I've been doing this. So, listen, man, I've got tons of questions for you. Heck yeah, man. If if you don't mind, I just, so the big one, of course, is is the roster cuts. I wanted to ask you about that. Those went down this week. What, like, what surprised you the most about the moves the Chiefs made?
1: Yeah, I, I made a couple of, uh, 53 roster prediction predictions one in June. So like way early, like it was like June 1st. That one was a little more off than my final one that I did like three days before cutdowns. But I definitely did not see Shane Buchel um, getting cut. I I had Gabber as QB two, but based on like the third QB rule, the emergency one that the NFL voted on and passed for this season, I, I was like, yo, I'm pretty sure Buchel is a lock because he won't take, he does take a 53 man roster spot, but one of the 48 players that are, can dress out on game day. Like he could be 49. So I was like, well, maybe they will do that. But I got, I was surprised about that. I was a little surprised that they went with, um, only three running backs. So no P Ryan or Prince, but they both cleared waivers and are on the practice squad. So, I mean, here's the thing. Veach and company, they're smart. So most of the guys they cut or, uh, waived rather that, we were all well, the average fan base um myself included were like, Whoa, what? Like Matt Bushman. Yeah. P Ryan, Prince, even Buchel, like everybody made it back except uh, Buchel, which he's now a freaking Buffalo bill. <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. Um, those are my, my biggest surprises on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, we could talk other side if you want, but um, your show, you run it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. No.
0: Um. You know, I was talking with, with Matt Connor earlier this week, I was on the Tuesday show this week and We were talking about the running backs and I said, you know, I'm not surprised that I I was a little surprised that that P Ryan got cut just because he looked so good in those preseason games. But I think we got to remember as fans that like we see this like this preseason game. It's a small Mm -hmm. snippet of the entire body of work that the Chiefs have seen. Throughout the course of camp, and so even though maybe somebody shows out in a preseason game, they could be missing blocks, not picking up the playbook, fumbling all the time. You know, so we just don't know. Look, they brought these guys back; they obviously think they're talented, but they also probably thought they'd clear waivers. I think that's one of the things that you know, if they think they're a fringe guy, they might try to protect them. They've done that in the past, right? They'll cut a veteran that they have a wink-wink yeah. wink with them. Like, hey, we're going to sign you back. We just need to we need to mm-hmm. move this guy through. So, you know, I, I wasn't terribly surprised that those guys got cut. But I was surprised that the Chiefs decided to only go with three running backs, given the attrition at the position. But, you know, if those guys stick on the practice squad for a little while, they can call them up. So, not a big deal. I was, I, At first, I was shocked about Bouchelle, But, you know, man, yeah. the more I think about it, it's sort of like people are like, well, they kept him around for two years and they like they protected him last year. But again, if you think about it, what is the fact that they cut him tell you? That they they don't think he's going to continue to improve. They, they never would have cut him loose if they thought that was the case. If they were like, yep, he's the long-term backup, they probably, like maybe he was just as good in camp this year as he was last year and didn't take the step that they wanted. And so now he's a Buffalo Bill, which which kind of sucks, but I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's got a job.
1: Yeah, I was processing through that earlier today. And I was like, this was Buchel, I think, going into year three. And honestly, preseason game or the preseason finale, Gabbert looked better. (laughs) And he's Mm. been there for six months. So Mm. that's why I was like, I was trying to process through it in my head, like when they cut Buchel or waved him rather. I was like, hmm, they must have just been done with him. I mean, because, well, here's a question for you. Do you think they tried to offer him or offer to sign him to the practice squad? And he was kind of like, After, you know, after being on the roster last year and then getting waived this year, like, nah, I'm going to look at my options first. Or do you think the Chiefs literally didn't offer him anything? I'm just more, I'm like curious in my head about how that went down. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything.
0: I did see some guy on Twitter. I don't even know who it was. Say a friend of Buchel's said that he wanted a change of scenery and that's why he signed with Buffalo. But I, I that was just completely me just scrolling through the feed, um, doom scrolling. So I don't know if that there's any validity to that, or if the Chiefs offered him a deal. But I wouldn't be surprised if he felt like frustrated, and maybe yeah. they did say, "Hey, we'd love to have you back on the practice squad." And and the Bills offered him a shot, and he was like, "You know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll try something different. Maybe I'll try it because like." I mean, I would be deflated if I couldn't beat out Blaine Gabbard. and that's not a knock on Blaine Gabbard, But like, I've been in the system for a couple of years. I'm a younger guy. This guy's at the end of his career. You know, he wants to be Patrick Mahomes' backup. Like, that's a sweet gig, and he yeah. gets cut in favor of the veteran. So maybe he's like, maybe I need to to spread my wings and go try somewhere else. So I, I get it. All right. Next question I had for you. So I got t I'm loathe to talk about it, but we haven't had you on. So I think our audience deserves to hear your your thoughts on this. What do you think of this Chris Jones situation? And do you think he's going to miss games? Like, what do you make of it all, man?
1: I knew you were going there. And that was another surprising thing, I think, for me when looking at the 53 man roster, because I'm like, surely Chris Jones will report by Tuesday and he will be on the 53. I knew there was a chance they could move him to the did not report list, but I was definitely surprised about that one. And then, yeah, the situation, I think, I think I'm in, in the same boat as most of y'all. I'm pretty tired of the situation in general. I honestly don't know. At the beginning, like let's say ring ceremony, Brett Veach is like, we'll get something done by training camp. I mean, basically it was insinuating that they feel pretty good about getting something done by the start of camp. Start of camp happened. Nothing. Now he's like uh, halfway through camp, or whatever he said, hopefully by <laughs> week one, I was like, okay, this is not good. Yeah. So, I mean regardless he's gonna play at some point this season. Um new deal or no new deal because if he doesn't no he said I can I can afford to wait till week 7 to return and that way he can have an accrued season under his belt and won't be under contract next year. But I'm just like surely he returns sooner than that. Right? Surely the Chiefs don't have or yeah they're they're with they're not without Chris Jones and Charles Amenhu for 6 weeks. Right? Yeah. Um I'm of, I'm of the impression he will but I know he's he's pretty much not even though Brett Veach said in his presser he's hoping that Chris Jones will suit up Thursday night against the Lions, I am not that confident he will. Are you? No, man.
0: Uh, no way. Yeah. Like He could show up right now, and and they're going to, you know, he, he'll be on. I think they'd have him active because they need him, but he'd be on a snap count. Um, he's got to get in football shape. He's not been out there. I don't care how much he's running, how good a shape he's in. He's not been out there trying to push guys around. It's gonna take him some time and you don't want to overextend him and have him hurt himself. I was reading an article on Sports Illustrated today. I can't remember the author, but go check it out. It wasn't our guy Verderan, but th- somebody did the math. And I think it's like Jones stands to lose 16 million if he sits out eight games. It's that much? Yeah. Between like what he'll get, like the roster, the the game checks and all that he's already been fined with the training camp and workout bonuses and things like that. That's crazy. Like at at a certain point, like how is this benefiting you? You know, even if you do get, I guess if you get the contract, he'll probably still come out ahead, but he's making a point, man. I'll be honest with you. I thought he would come back. Like I thought he would come back and wouldn't, and maybe he, maybe he like, he still could just like screw him a little bit and like sit out one game and then come back and just like really make his point. Cause that's a lot of money to give up. I don't care who you are and how much money you make. 16 million dollars is a lot he's already lost I think a couple million so um, not good not good man I'm worried because he is the Chiefs pass rush they need him and if
1: he's not there well I sure hope George Karloftis is ready to make the next step do you think he is I mean I don't know if they have a choice at the beginning of the season uh George into year two FAU is going to get some trial by fire a little bit as well, yeah. you know, cause there, there's no a mini hue. I mean, somebody just texted me this morning. They're like, why haven't the chief signed um, Carlos Dunlap? I'm like, well, I don't know if that's going to happen. I like the idea of bringing somebody in. Uh, the issue is when Chris Jones reports again, his um, salary cap hit will be back on the, on the books. And they're, they're like negative right now. If, you counted his um his cap hit back on the roster, so I'm like I don't really know what they're gonna do, man. Yeah, it's it's a little interesting because like even Keandre Coburn, you know, I was like, oh, you know, he'll take a step up. I mean, he was he was just drafted in what uh, the sixth round, but he was all preseason with the threes and fours. Um, so yeah. It's, it's an interesting predicament that the D-line is in at this point in time with the Menehue suspended and Chris Jones like a big question mark. I'm worried too, a little bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was chatting with Matt Connor, and, and we were talking about why the Chiefs kept so many linebackers, and I I posited that like because they think they're going to have to rotate the hell out of them and blitz like crazy, and uh, that may very well be the case. So, the good news is is that Steve Spagnuolo is super creative. He dials up exotic blitzes. He finds ways to create pressure, Even when the chiefs didn't have the best edge rushers and they just had Chris Jones, he was finding yeah. ways to generate pressure, but you know, Legereus Sneed getting sacks. He'll rush Willie Gay Jr. He'll bring a safety. So there's a lot of ways for the chiefs to generate pressure. And I do think George Karloftis is going to be better this year. He's now had an entire year. Like people don't realize, man, like, even when you're playing at a Big Ten school like Carl Loftus was, going to the NFL when you're not like the elite of the elite, the elite, especially at the pass rusher position, it's 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 crazy. Like maybe you do like one, like you've got one move, you know, that you do really well and it works pretty well for you. You're going up against guys that aren't in your league in a lot of these college games. It's it's an adjustment, and then you get a whole year in the, in a professional. Now look, Ohio State or I'm sorry, Purdue, like Big Ten schools, like those are. Those are close to as you can get to NFL strength and conditioning programs, but they ain't NFL strength and conditioning programs. So I think he makes the leap. I'm not saying he's, you know, going to go out there and, and get 15 sacks or anything, but if he's do it playing like he was towards the end of the year, at the beginning of the year, yep. I think it's going to make a huge difference for the
1: Chiefs. Yeah, I was going to mention that the last whatever five, six weeks, seven weeks it was. Uh, you probably saw that. It was floating around Twitter at the time where he, uh, you know, you based uh, sacks plus tackles for loss plus pressures or hits or something. There was only like five or six uh, players <laughs> uh, in the NFL that have that reached a certain minimum. And, and they were like big hitters. Yeah. And George this was one of them. Yeah. So that was pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. He's I'm a guy.
0: He never gives up, you know, um, and, and that's that's what the Chiefs need. So there's a lot of hustle. Like those guys get tired. You see guys take plays off. And I'm sure he does it occasionally too when he's when he's winded, but he he keeps going. He keeps coming hard. So I, he's he's the kind of guy you want on your defense. All right, next question for you. Chiefs have a bunch of young receivers: Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, now Justin Ross. Fantastic story. He makes the team. Yeah. Which of those guys do you think has the biggest impact this season?
1: Out of the young guys in particular, or, or any of them? Uh, I think those three. Like out of those Moore, three, Sky, yeah. Justin, and Rasheed. Yeah. I mean, like my knee jerk is. Sky Moore as he goes into year two with, you know, he he played everywhere last year and he did struggle at times. But now he's he was one of the most targeted guys at Chiefs training camp. You know, everybody's speaking highly of him, which I understand that they they have to do that sometimes at the podium. But like, you know, wide receiver coach doesn't matter who you ask. uh, Andy Reid. Matt Aggie. I mean, they've all really spoken highly of him and and how uh, he's looked this off season compared to last. And so, I, my knee jerk reaction out of those three is going to be Sky Moore. Uh, but I have no idea. I think that's the hardest thing to predict. Yeah. Is be, you know based on how Mahomes basically throws the ball everywhere outside of Travis Kelsey. Obviously, I'm I'm struggling a little bit to to figure out what my like end-of-season uh, predictions are going to be for the wide receiver room. It's such a... There's such a bunch of different ways it could go. Now, with that being said, I'm super excited for Rasheed Rice. You know, led the draft class in yards after the catch, contested catches over 20 yards. He has struggled with a little bit of drops in preseason. I get it. Um, and then Justin Ross is another one that I'm like, I have no idea what to expect. I have this feeling, and you could... I'd love to hear your thoughts, but I have this feeling based on Veach's presser that Jody Fortson going to IR played a bit of a role there with Justin Ross. He, he made it seem like as soon as he talked about what Justin Ross can contribute, he basically turned right around and started talking about Fortson being used in uh, short yardage situations and red zone packages. So I'm definitely intrigued to see how he does. I know some people, we just did a community vote on a live stream on my channel recently and majority vote said five to 700 yards from Justin Ross. This year. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, I think that's
0: optimistic. I think it's important for us to remember with all the skills that he has, he's basically a rookie. So, you know, I think he gets rotated in and and he's, I think he's a situational guy. And as you mentioned, red zone, short yardage, can he use his frame to box guys out? You saw the catch that he made the preseason game where I thought he looks a little bit like Jamar Chase, to be perfectly honest with you, going up and getting that ball. It's exciting, but I the way that the Chiefs were rotating receivers in the preseason, I think that might be a preview of what we'll see. They're going to try to get matchups. They're going to rotate guys in. Oh, you're the better blocker, yeah. so we like you for these. They've got a lot of versatility in the wide receiver room, which is exciting. But Matt Connor and I were talking about like, hey, like, are they going to bring, they're not going to have seven guys active on game day. So like, who's inactive? Is it, is it Ross? Is it Richie James? Is it? watson but he plays specialty te- like that's the one that i just i can't figure out
1: yeah because they can only suit up 48 i believe so you've got you've got a you got to decide five guys so that's that's an interesting thought i haven't since we got past a roster i haven't even thought about that yet but yeah come this week we're about to see the five or six that are inactive and that'll be very interesting because surely it's not all seven
0: yeah there's no way i right they, they would be <laughs> they'd be crazy to have Seven wide receivers dressing. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Ross says, I don't know, man. I saw James Palmer on TV saying the Chiefs expect big things from him. But, you know, you just – that they might by the end of the season. But for the first few games, I wouldn't be surprised if he's inactive and they go with the veterans, the guys who have played, that they trust a little bit. But we'll see. It's going to be – that's the, one of the most fascinating storylines to watch this season. Okay, so – Look, later in the show, I'm going to be doing some predictions. I'm going to predict what how I think each game is going to shake out. Um, so I figured I'd you know before I let you go, I'd ask you a couple of questions about your predictions for the season. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah. How many rushing yards will Isaiah Pacheco have this season?
1: All my answers always come with caveats. I do think if Pacheco you know gets a go early, meaning they feel like his shoulder's fine. I know he's cleared for contact and all that, but he played like two reps in preseason. I am curious to see, which is a little bit why I was surprised. They only went with three running backs, to be honest, based on that and McKinnon's age, but obviously they can call people up. But if Pacheco stays healthy, I do think he could get over a thousand rushing yards. I mean, he was on pace to do it last year. He had over a thousand scrimmage yards last year. And that was after, when was he RB one? Like technically like week seven, six, it it was was uh, seven, eight. Yeah. So I would say over a thousand is, but you know, I, his violent running style, uh, stresses me out a little bit. It's glorious to watch, but that dude will take a hit from a from a truck. Like he doesn't care. He'll just take it. So I would say over a thousand if if he plays most of the season.
0: Yeah, I think so too, man. I, I don't see how he doesn't go for over a thousand. It's weird. I know on some of the sports books, his prop was like seven hundred and some yards. I'd take the over. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it seems yeah. like a slam dunk. Our guy Joe Summers, who does our Friday betting show, has been banging that drum since the show started up. Uh, a couple more questions for you, Cole, and I'll let you get out of here. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> what, uh, so which player do you think leads the Chiefs in touchdowns this year?
1: Oh, shoot. Just total touchdowns in general?
0: Yeah, I'd say like, yeah, th- th- they score. So like obviously like Mahomes might be responsible for an absurd amount of touchdowns again. But like I'm talking scope. Yeah, I'm thinking of the... outside
1: of him. Yeah. 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 Dang, that's a good question. It's a tough one. I mean, it was Kelsey or he was on. He was on par to uh, who actually finished with most touchdowns. Was it McKinnon or Kelsey at the end of last season? I honestly don't know off the top of my head. Okay, I just know like the first half of the season, it was crazy. It was Kelsey scoring like every game. He put up like th- those three or four tutties against the Raiders. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of switched to Jarek McKinnon in yeah. the second half of the season. So knee-jerk reaction, I'm probably just going to go with old faithful Travis Kelsey. I do think Mahomes is going to lean heavily on him, but wouldn't be surprised if it was a running back or I mean he, Mahomes threw 31 touchdowns to tight ends and running backs uh, last season. I, how many do you have total? 40 or did he break 50 again? I don't no, even remember. Broke I, he broke 5,000 yards but I think he had 41 <laughs> touchdowns. Either way 31 of those went to tight ends and running backs so I'm gonna go with a tight end or a running back.
0: Yeah you know I, what I love about the Chiefs and the way that they're running their offense now is Andy's like Okay, so we're gonna go to Kelsey because he's Kelsey. And then teams are like, Well, we can't, you know, we can't let Kelsey beat us. And so they try to take away Kelsey. And the Chiefs just always have an answer. Then they have a stretch where McKinnon is just like lighting everything on fire because people aren't paying any attention to him. Like, you're not going to the way that this offense operates now, you're you're not. I, I just feel like I don't know how what you do if you're a defensive coordinator. Like, if you can't get pressure, that's really the only answer um because you can't just single in on one guy anymore like they used to we're like we're gonna take all right tyree kill travis kelsey if we can deal with those two you know force these other guys to beat us when they're when they're out there smoking you with i mean and you know vada scantling who was like in you know he was not like overwhelming people during the season he was fine then you need him in a playoff game and he steps up and they don't yeah they Mm -hmm. don't have any other wide receivers so like I just think they they told us last year before the season, you're not going to know where it's coming from. I think it's going to be the same thing this year. Like, as excited as we are about Rasheed Rice and year two of Sky Moore and Isaiah Pacheco, like, it's probably going to be very similar to the way it was last year, where Travis Kelsey's your leading receiver and everybody else pitches in. And one, one game, it's Rasheed Rice goes off, and the next day, Tony goes off. Which So to try to predict who's going to score the most touchdowns, I think you're going to have a, a bunch of guys bunched together. But if I had to pick... I'm going to say, I'm going to say Jet. I'm going to say Jet McKinnon um, because I'd love to say Pacheco, but they just, the chiefs don't love to run the ball down there in the short yardage situations too much. So I think that hurts them a little bit. And if they're rotating in Pacheco a lot, I think it sets up. Well, like they really found something with him last year. And I think that'll continue this year. Cause like he's on your priority list of guys you got to worry about. He's pretty low down there. If you're if you're the defense, you're talking about Pacheco. Yeah, uh, no, no, McKinnon.
1: Like, oh yeah, McKinnon for sure. Well, Pacheco yeah. too. He, I'm curious to see how he does his out of the backfield um, catching passes. He he had was it the AFC Championship game. He had like sixty yards, um, yeah. which was interesting because people are focusing on McKinnon, Kelsey. If I'll, I'll say this, my answer would have been Kadarius Tony if I was confident he'd play more than ten games. Yeah. Cause he's a freak as far as who would lead touchdowns. I mean, if he could stay healthy 12, 13 games, I mean, I, I might <laughs> give it to Kadarius Tony. <laughs>
0: he's electric. He really is. Um, I, I hope he, I hope he's, I hope he's out there. Um, I, I heard that they were optimistic that he might actually have a shot to play. We'll see if he's practicing next week. Okay. We talked about George earlier. So mm-hmm. your prediction for George's sack total this year.
1: I mean, dude, I, I would love it if he could get right around the 10. I mean, if you're if you're gonna base it on how he looked in the second half of last season, I would love it if he could get to around that 10 mark. I do think Noah Minihue and no Chris Jones for a while could honestly make some of these other guys struggle a little bit because yeah. Chris Jones getting doubled, you know, that's that's opening stuff up for some of these other guys. So I'd love it around the 10 mark. I know some people were hoping for that uh, last year. Um, I think isn't the rookie sack record 10? Derek Thomas, I think, I think it's somewhere right around Mm -hmm. there off the top of my head. I can't remember, but yeah, around 10, you know, is what I'm hoping for. I, I don't know that I'd put my mortgage on it.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. I, you know, I think, I think it's probably realistic that he ends up around eight sacks and that's great. Like, I know that's basically what he had last year, but I'm looking for more pressures. Like, I don't care if he racks up, you know, I mean, great if he goes to become a 12, 13 sack guy, but if he's, yeah. if he's just consistently, he doesn't always have to get home. But if he's, if he's pressuring guys, if he's flushing quarterbacks out of the pocket, that's going to make a difference. That's going to help out the secondary. Uh, so I'm fine. But I think eight's probably a realistic bet for him. If, if O'Menahue and Jones were starting the whole season. I, yeah. might, I might be a lot more confident that he could get to double digits, but like, we just got to kind of sit back and, and see. like, What kind of leap does he, make? does he make? Does he take a small step forward? Is this the guy he's always going to be, or does he make a quantum leap? We've seen that happen before with guys. Great show, by the way. I was a big fan of the original quantum leap. We'll see. Um, all right. So my last question for you, have to do it. How many games does the Chiefs win this season, and do they repeat as Super Bowl
1: champs? I mean... The fan in me says, yes, please repeat. I really hope so. I know how hard it is to get there. Mahomes, everybody says it. Um, I guess record prediction first. With Mahomes under center, they've always either won 12 or 14 games. I know he's missed a couple games here or there with the kneecap, and um, that was really the main one. But I'm going to go around 13 to 14 uh, wins. I mean, if we look at the the schedule and go week by week, I'll probably say the Chiefs are going undefeated, but uh, they're probably going to lose a couple that they shouldn't or some of the close games uh, to opponents that always play the Chiefs real hard, including Eagles, Bengals, Bills. Those are games that I'm like, ooh. And then even the, the Chargers games. I mean, yeah. those were close. The Broncos games, believe it or not, were one-score games last year. So, I mean, I if Chris Jones reports soon, I'm more confident that it's around that 13-14 wins mark. If he holds out for seven weeks with Noah Minahue maybe they lose another one, but I think, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reed, they'll get it done on the offense with Kelsey, obviously. And, and then on the defense, I think Spags and Colin and all those guys are going to figure out a game plan to, you know, maybe, maybe it's Mahomes going to have to put up 30, 35 points a game, no matter what to get W's, but I think they can do it. Yeah, man, they, uh, you look at the
0: history. It's, if, if all of their main guys are generally healthy, they're probably winning at least 12 games, right? So, that's the history. And yeah, it's so hard to repeat a Super Bowl champs. It's so damn hard. But, I mean, their floor has been over losing an overtime of the AFC Championship game. Every so, year, like, yes, sir. It's, it is a brutal schedule. I, you know, it was... You never know how teams are going to be. Teams that you thought, you know, last year, like, oh, the Cardinals are a playoff team. We got to play the Cardinals, kill them. They're terrible, yeah, right? They're so, bad. yeah, we, we, you don't know. Like, we're looking at the schedule and thinking, like, well, the Jets might be tough, and they could be garbage. Like, we just don't know. But as long as they got Reed, as long as they got Mahomes, they're going to the playoffs. They're going to win a bunch of games. Probably going to win a division. But we'll see. It's going to be an absolutely fascinating season. I'm jacked up. Can you tell everybody out there, all of our listeners, where can they find your stuff? Where can they subscribe to your channels?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, it's HBT Chiefs on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And I mainly just put my my short form content on there. Uh, Twitter, actually, I'm, I'm pretty active. Um, and then YouTube channel. How about those Chiefs? And that's it. That's the four main ones. And I hang out on Twitter a lot uh, to get info and collect news and stuff like that. And then we're dropping vids every day, almost on the YouTube channel. So that's it.
0: Yeah, man. You got to check it out, y'all. Cole, he puts out a ton of stuff on YouTube, an absolute content factory great great news coverage chats it, man. live coverage all that stuff please go over if you're not subscribed to his channel already and make sure you're subscribed uh, and check out everything he has to offer great follow on twitter as well cole thank you so much for coming on man i'm, I'm so grateful uh and i hope we can get you on uh, once or twice during the season too i know it'll be busy for all of us
1: heck yeah man again bucket list check done i appreciate i yeah. appreciate uh you having me on it was a lot of fun i've been watching your show for years, man. So I appreciate all that you guys do. And you guys are vets in the game. I'm just kind of the, you know, the new guy that popped up, didn't know the channel was going to, was going to do well. And here we are. Um, it's been fun. I'm born and raised a chiefs fan, but dude, these last five, six years has been, I mean, really since Andy Reed came, but the last five, six years, incredible. So yeah. um, it's fun to be along the ride with you guys. So yeah, thank you
0: for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. Thanks again so much for coming on and we'll catch up with you soon, brother.
1: Take care, man. Have a good one.
0: Yeah. Cheers. Cole. All right. Been meaning to get Cole on for the longest time, um, so really glad. And I really wanted to make sure I got him on before the season started because you know he's going to be doing a ton of his own streams. Um, So you know, got to got to strike while the iron's hot, so to speak. So, but hopefully we can get him back. I will, we'll, you know, we got our our shows during the week. We don't always stream at the at the same time, so we'll, we'll get Cole back. And appreciate all of all of you. I know I saw a lot of y'all uh, that are that are fans over at, at Cole's channels that came over to watch. I hope you'll stick around uh, for the rest of the show. I hope you'll consider checking out more of the content we have over here at Arrowhead Addict, but appreciate you coming by no matter what. So um, yeah, hit that subscribe button. Um, All right. Uh, We're going to get to, I got to get, I got into these because I'm going to go through every game. So we don't want to be here forever. Um, So I, I do have to let you know, though, we do have some swag so uh if you want to help support our show help us bring more content like this to you uh head over to the arrowhead Attic merch store you can find the link in the description below uh we've got everything i'm actually wearing one of our shirts right now it's kind of hard to see because i got the stupid mic in front of me but um it's getting it's a little cold in chicago today so i had to bundle up um yeah check it out um i don't know uh, producer richard is our is our promo code live i think it is um, uh, promo code for this week's listeners. If you want to get 15% off over at the store, uh, and make sure you do it quick. Cause it'll expire by Sunday. Um, but the, the code is roster cuts. You'll get 15% off just for, for you guys who are watching right now. Um, so rep the podcast, save a little bit of money while you're at it. We truly appreciate it. they they've got there. one thing I noticed that we've gotten, there are slides. I don't have any slides. So I think I need to get some Arrowhead addict slides. Um, all right. Look, we're here. It's my last show before the season kicks off. Um, I'll try to I'll try to call into the show like I've done in the past from from the parking lot. But you know how terrible the reception can be. Um, or maybe I'll go live when I get back to my hotel room or something, just so you guys can hear what my thoughts on the game, little game report. But uh, yeah, so since this is gonna be my last show before the Chiefs hit the field, I figured I would go through. Now I did this when the schedule was was released. But that was like eons ago, compared to what we know now. We actually have the roster. Um, oh, shout out to Terry, uh, Terrell, um, for the super chat. Love the love the channel and supporting the Chiefs. Thanks, thank you. Always, you guys don't know how much support means to us. We're always, we're just always investing back into the podcast. We don't really make any money off of this. Um, we spend it all on the podcast. So we're trying to bring you more great Chiefs content, um, live events, all those types of things. So appreciate the support. Um, okay. So let's get into it. I'm going to predict every game of the Chiefs season. Hang with me. Um, So we'll start it off with uh, Thursday, September 7th, a week from now, versus the Detroit Lions, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC, the Detroit Lions. Now, I know when this one came down, everybody was kind of like, the Lions? Like, yeah, they were an exciting team last year. They scored a lot of points, and they were winning towards the end of the season not the sexiest national TV choice, but as somebody who grew up in Ohio, who roots for the Kansas city chiefs, like I'm a Midwest guy. Like I like it, man. Like I like a little old school Midwest clash. Um And, and the Lions, like, man, their fans deserve a, a share of spotlight. Like, like we know, we know what it's like to be the, the worst team in the NFL and to stink and all that stuff. So why not, man? Why not the the Lions instead of the Patriots getting more of the spotlight? That crap. Um, look, this is going to be a tough game for the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs were seven point favorites. I checked today. I think it's down to six or six and a half. I think it might be six and a half. Um, I I wouldn't be too concerned if if I knew Chris Jones was going to be there, but without Chris Jones. An explosive offense. And I've said this on the podcast before the Chiefs, the Lions are going to be so jacked up in the first quarter of this football game that the Chiefs need to come out and do their best to match their energy. You know, they're going to raise the banner, there's going to be all kinds of pomp and circumstance. If the Chiefs aren't careful, the Lions will come out and hit them in the mouth. So you don't want to, like, make too many mistakes, fall far, far behind like they did to the Raiders in that first game last year. Like, don't mess around. Don't play around. Just withstand their initial rush and then let the fact that you're a superior team with a far superior quarterback take care of everything. Um, I think it's closer than maybe we would like without Chris Jones, but the Chiefs won an exciting shootout. 31-27, moved their record to 1-0. and The over-under for this game, I think, is, like, 55 or something like it's really high. Um, so the, the, the books are expecting a lot of points. I'm expecting a lot of points, but it's the first game of the season. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, the chiefs. I, I can't see him losing at Arrowhead when they just raised a banner, the crowd's going to be jacked. So chiefs get the win. Okay. One, a uh, little, a little, little over a week later, Sunday, September 17th at Jacksonville. It's the only noon kick of the Chiefs' schedule right now, the, uh, the last game of the season with the Chargers, is TBD. I think, uh, I think the Chiefs win this one. I almost picked them to lose. Look, they beat Jacksonville twice last year, including the playoffs. So they didn't have too much of a hard time with them. Uh, but again, you're going on the road. It's early in the season. Jacksonville's got a lot of punch. They've added some nice pieces over there. Calvin Ridley. Um, they drafted some guys. It's going to be hot still down there in Florida. And, you know, that's never fun. But I think the Chiefs win. I think they struggle a little bit in this one, but they win it on a Bucker field goal. It's time expires. Chiefs 24, Jaguars 21, moving their record to 2-0. and By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor. Hit that like button. Let's get as many Chiefs fans in here as we can as we go through these roster or these uh, not roster predictions. Schedule predictions for the Chiefs. Okay, so next game, Sunday, September 24th. And by the way, sound off in the chat. Let me know what you what your final score is. I see Tom Hood says 33-24 Chiefs for the Jacksonville. Phantom says Jacksonville 30-27. Lack of a pass rush bites us. That's what I was worried about, man. That's what I was worried about. So you sound off in the chat on these and let me know what you think, and I'll read some of yours on the show as well. Okay, Sunday, September 24th versus the chicago bears this is a 325 central kick on fox i just think the chiefs have too much offense to keep up with the bears i'm an ohio state guy i'm excited for justin fields he's he's gonna be super fun to watch he might you know make a couple plays in this game but they just i don't think they're gonna be, have enough offensive firepower to keep up with the chiefs so i've got it. kansas city 27 bears 17 chiefs out of the gate three and zero. um let me see. Gary's got Lions 24, Chiefs 34. Uh, that's a good one. Let me know your, your your predictions on the Bears. Sloth style, 45-17, Chiefs over the Bears. It very well could go that way. It, it really it really could. Um, Chiefs are Chiefs are at home, too. So, uh, yeah, I just don't think that one's going to go well for the Bears. They may be improved this year, but not enough to, to hang with the Chiefs. Tom Hood says 31-16, Chiefs over the Bears, Brian says Chiefs thirty, Bears twenty. Uh, all right. Next up, this is this will probably be the game of the year to this point. Sunday, October first, at New York, the Jets. Sunday Night Football, seven twenty p.m. kick. Whew. Look, man, um, I, I, I think the Chiefs going to lose this game. Right now, I do. I think the Chiefs play sloppy in this one. First primetime game, Aaron Rodgers, super experienced, great player. Wasn't good last year. I think he's going to be good this year. I think he makes a few ridiculous plays. I don't think the Chiefs are going to get blown out or anything, but that crowd in New York's going to be jacked up. There's going to be a ton of hype heading into it. And the Chiefs, if they don't have Chris Jones, and again, I've got this in the back of my mind as I'm making these predictions, like is Chris Jones going to be there? I have no idea. If they had Chris Jones, I think I'd probably predict him predict the win, but with the uncertainty, I'm assuming he's not there. I got Jets 27, Chiefs 24. I think they just make one or two more plays than the Chiefs in this one. And I think it's the first like lethargic. It's like week four, Chiefs are 3-0. and I think it's their first kind of like lethargic performance that they have. And there's just too much working against them. Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson's really good. Sunday night, prime time, on the road. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they kill him. I don't know if the jets are going to be as good as everybody thinks they're going to be, but the chiefs lost to the Colts last year with Matt Ryan. So, it, you know, it's going to happen. They're going to lose some games. Um, I think this one might be their first one. Um, Ben Drake says chiefs 34, uh, punish the hype, uh, to, to jets 26. I could see that happening too. I could see this being like the, um, the Tampa Bay game last year where we thought, ah, Tampa Bay and chiefs just roll them. Um, Sherry says, hey, Patrick, who's your most hated division rival? Um, I think it's the Broncos. You know, when I was growing up in the 90s, they had Elway. uh, And he was a pain in the ass. And then they got Manning when I thought Manning should have came to the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs had a better team. So uh, for me, I mean, I hate them all. Um, The Chargers obviously right now are the biggest threat. And the Chiefs have been killing the Broncos. But I just never get tired of beating the Broncos. So I'm going to go with the Broncos. Um, All right. So, the Chiefs now are three and one. First quarter of the season is over, and it's Sunday, October 8th, and they're heading north to Minnesota to take on Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and the Vikings. Uh, I think the Chiefs play angry in this one. It's a 325 kick. They're coming off that Sunday night loss to the Jets. They're annoyed. Um, they're not going to let this one slip away uh, like they did against the Jets. It's another shootout win. The Vikings can score. Justin Jefferson's going to get his cousins is a, is a good quarterback, but I just don't think the Vikings have the defense to keep up with the chiefs. So I got it. Chiefs 31 Vikings, 27 Kansas city moves to four and one. And uh, I think we're all feeling pretty good. We're we're going to be annoyed. You're going to be annoyed about that jets loss. If it happens, right? Like you're just, there's no getting around it, but I think the chiefs take it. Um, Tom hood says chiefs 30, 26 over the Vikings. I like it. Brian says chiefs, 35, 30 over the Vikings. Uh, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Um, okay. Next up. So the chiefs win that on Sunday, they're four and one, and then they have their, their Thursday night game. So second Thursday night game of the season, of course, the opener, we don't have to worry about them being fatigued for that one. Thursday, October 15th. Uh, and this is against the Broncos at Arrowhead, Thursday night football. And this is, this is a weird stretch where the chiefs are going to play the Broncos then play the chargers and then play the Broncos again. And then they're done with those bums for the rest of the year, which is great. Just get, get the, take the trash out early. I always say. Um, so Thursday, October 15th at, uh, at Arrowhead Denver Broncos coming to town for Thursday night football, seven fifteen kick. Um, all I wrote here was Russ is indeed cooked. The streak continues. Chiefs 26 Broncos, 21 chiefs moved to five and one. I don't buy the Sean Payton hype. That dude won one Super Bowl with when he had Drew Brees for a decade. I think he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong, but some of the stuff, I you know, he's been away from the game for a little bit, and he comes back. I just, I think he's really arrogant. Like he's saying some stuff. He comes off super arrogant, and I, I think that's a bad mix because you're taking over a team that was not very good that has talent. And look what's going on over there. The receivers are all hurt. Javante Williams is coming off a catastrophic injury. He's miraculously back, but nobody and since Jamal Charles has really returned from one of those injuries and played really, really well right away. So um, I, I, and I, and I just, I was watching Russ during the preseason and, and this was after Sean Payton was like, Oh, he's, he's not cooked. Like he's still really good. He looked pretty crappy to me in the preseason. I think he'll have his moments, I still think he's a talented quarterback, but I think old Sean Payton's in for a rude awakening. I think I think I think she's going to take care of him. Um Lauren Shanks says so 5 and 1 Charles Amenohi will be back in the fold that's right. Um it's lost Style yeah what the fuck Chiefs Broncos always happens around my birthday in December now we get both Denver games in October. Um yeah man I, I want to see him. Um I want to see him out out of the picture. Um Plus, I don't want to be dealing with the Broncos like late in the season, either having to go to mile high. Okay, so Chiefs in 5-1. and We're getting close to Halloween. It's Sunday, October 22nd. It's starting to get a little crisp and cool in the air, and the Chiefs host the Los Angeles Chargers at Arrowhead, 325 Central Time. I don't like this game for the Chiefs, man. You know, they get a little bit of a a break because they played the Thursday game, but... Chargers are coming in they've got a new offensive coordinator I think they're going to be pushing the ball down the field a little bit more they get this revamped offense I think they finally win one of these close games against the chiefs and it's super annoying and obnoxious uh but we're just gonna have to deal with it um Chiefs uh, and I think I think the chiefs defense struggles in this one I've got it close though just like all these games are with these two teams Chargers 33 Chiefs 31. Chiefs fall to five and two. Like it's just going to be one of those weird things, right? Where the Chiefs have the ball at the end of the game and they're down two points and they're on, you know, they're moving and they're at the 50-yard line and like Kelsey fumbles. He has his one fumble of the year or something like that. Razor's edge. The Chargers are good, man. They've got a lot of good players on defense. They've added to their offensive arsenal. I'm not sure about their coach, but I think they're going to be better on offense with the new coordinator. Gary's got it. Chargers 31, Chiefs 28. Uh, Dimitio, is is how you say that Demetrio Spence, uh, chiefs 27 LA chargers 20. I hope you're right, man. Like, I hope we just, I hope we sweep those guys again, but they're really good division game. They always play us tough. It just feels like one of those games, like they're going to, they're going to get one every once in a while on us, right? Miami always used to beat the, the, the Patriots every once in a while during that dynasty. Um, so yeah, I don't like it, but that's what I'm sticking with for my prediction Uh, So Chiefs, you know, they're five and two, not a bad place to be on Sunday, October 29th, when they have to travel to mile high to take on the Broncos for the second time in three weeks, 325 kick. I think the Chiefs go to mile high and keep their streak alive against the Broncos. Chiefs 28, Broncos 17, I think it's going to be pretty much a carbon copy of the first game. Chiefs moves to six and two, and we get to make fun of the Broncos for another 365 days until the teams meet again. Um, love it. Love it. I I really want the streak to keep going. Like I just, you know, if, if, if the chiefs don't win the super bowl this year, my second hope is that they, they sweep the Broncos and we just get to continue to humiliate them. And it gives us a whole nother year to do things like, uh, you know, Hey, the, the Broncos haven't beat the chiefs since the Obama administration and, and all that stuff. And do like, what, what was the number one song? on the radio the last time the the Broncos beat the chiefs um, Tom's got it. Chiefs 31 20 over the Broncos. Uh, yeah, man. I just, I just don't see it for Denver this year. I don't think they're going to be very good transition year for them. with The new coach. All right. The next one doesn't even happen on this continent. The chiefs uh, are going to Germany. It's Sunday, November 5th. They're heading to Frankfurt, Germany, to take on the Miami Dolphins. Now the Chiefs have a lot of fans in Germany, so this is going to be probably a little bit like a home game for them as far as the crowd. This game is going to take place at eight thirty a.m. Arrowhead time on NFL Network. So um, looks like I'm having my first beer early in the morning uh, on November fifth. I'm kind of excited for that. Might do a little kegs and eggs, uh, have some fun. The podcast that uh, we haven't we haven't talked about that. Man, are we going to do a seven thirty a.m pregame show i don't think i don't think it's possible um richard has yes i don't know we might need to reach it we need to talk about that one again um maybe we can do something fun for it look it's a weird game the chiefs got to go overseas yes the dolphins do too i almost picked the dolphins to win this one boy do they have a lot of offensive firepower but you know what end of the day i think the chiefs are going to want to get this one i think mahomes is going to want to beat Tyree Kill. Uh, I think, uh, and look, the chiefs are better, but Miami's a lot of offensive firepower. I think the chiefs win this one, but I think they barely win it. And it's not going to be as high scoring as you think. I've got a chiefs 24 dolphins, 23 and a nail biter in Germany. They're going to put on a show for those guys over there. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, Greg Coleman's cheese 42 Miami 28 high scoring game both teams will show out I, I can live with that man but that Mahomes hanging up 42 Germany. is anybody going to that game by the way I mean I really want to go I, but like sheesh it's not cheap not cheap to go to Germany and those tickets last I checked were really expensive because like you know they don't get NFL games over there they want they're gonna they're gonna it's gonna be uh there's probably some like travel things too. Like there's probably some company in Kansas city that bought a bunch of tickets and I'll take, take a group over. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Chiefs sneak, sneak away with this one. Okay. So uh, chiefs moved to seven and two. We're feeling good. We're going into the buy Sunday, November 12th, the day after my anniversary, the chiefs are on the bye week. So they're hooking me up, uh, get to get, put all my attention on, on my marriage that week. And um, uh, so appreciate the schedule makers for that one. Um, Okay. The big one. Uh, I said that the Chiefs jets would be the game of the year to that point. I believe that, but the game of the year for any point is the Super Bowl rematch on Monday, November 20th, where the chiefs take on the Philadelphia Eagles after they come back from Germany, Uh, Monday night football. I love this man. You know, I Sunday night football gets all the, the marquee, games. I feel like now it, it like kind of, I mean, when I was growing up, like Monday night football was like, that was the big matchup. There was no Thursday night football. And, um, you know, the Monday night football theme, like it's all classic, brings back a lot of memories for me in recent years. I think Sundays have kind of, because of the flex scheduling and stuff like that, it started to outshine Monday night football. Not this year, man, Monday night football gets the whale of the season. Uh, look, Philly's got to come to Arrowhead and, uh, it's seven fifteen kick. I think the Eagles come into the Arrowhead and struggle. They're facing Andy Reid off a bye. Now to be fair to the Eagles, they're coming off a bye too. And I know you could look at this one and say, well, the Eagles are going to be pissed off. They lost the Super Bowl. They're going to come in fired up. That very well may be the case. I'm sure they're going to come out and punch the Chiefs in the mouth in this one. But I just have a sneaky feeling about this one, that the Chiefs just kind of take care of business. And my prediction for this game is that Isaiah Pacheco runs wild. For 124 yards and two tutties, Uh, and the Chiefs win this one, 23 to 17, over the Eagles. No revenge for the Philadelphia Eagles. Andy Reid pulls out some tricks and beats his old team yet again. And the Chiefs move to eight and two. What do you guys think? Do you think the Chiefs? Do you think the Chiefs will win this rematch, or are the Eagles just gonna, you know, come out all fired up and try to get revenge? Shout out in the uh, chat. Let me know. Let me see your score predictions for that one. I can come back to them. Okay. So, again, Chiefs are 8 and 2. They just took down the Super Bowl the 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 NFC Champions. <clears throat> it is Sunday, November 26th. and it's at Las Vegas to take on the Faders for the first time of the year. 3:25 kick on CBS. All I wrote here in my in my outline is pure annihilation. Chiefs 42 Raiders twenty four, they're going to be bad this year. They might have benched Jimmy G by this this point. They might be pay, playing Aiden O'Connell out there, uh, or Jimmy G will just be hurt because that's what he does. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to cream the Raiders badly in this one. Uh, like I said, forty two to twenty four, easy win. They go and you know humiliate them in Vegas. Um, Daniel says, Chiefs definitely put them Eagles down again. Love it. Optimistic James says, win. I'm, I'm assuming it's the Eagles. Um, and then Sloth Style said, back for the Eagles game, 38-35 Chiefs. And the Eagles will spend the next nine months crying about how the grass was terrible for them. Uh, but we we had all the good grass. Yeah, I love the grass complaints. Okay, <clears throat> so the Chiefs are 9-2. and two, And it's, uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's Sunday, December 3rd. The Chiefs are going to Green Bay. And uh, Sunday night football. Strange choice, I thought, for a Sunday night. I know they probably want, like Green Bay, classic franchise. They want to get them in a, in a marquee game. But if, I could see this one potentially getting flexed out because I don't think the Packers are going to be very good. I hope it doesn't. Uh, but they're at Green Bay, 720 kick, Central, NBC. Patrick Mahomes shows Jordan Love just how much growing he still has to do. Chiefs 31, Packers 21. They still have some good players over there. Decent defense, but I don't think they're they're, they're going to have the offense to hang with the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Chiefs moved to 10-2, and two, and we're feeling good. We're in the driver's seat for that number one uh, seed in the AFC in that bye week. Tom says Chiefs 27-20 over the Packers. I think they get them by more than a tutty. I really do. Uh, but, you know, it's the NFL, so sometimes these teams make these games close. They're NFL players too. Um, all right, Chiefs. 10 and 2, Sunday, December 10th. And it's our old pals, the Buffalo Bills, coming to Arrowhead. The Chiefs did luck out with the schedule this year and the way that it fell, and that they're getting Buffalo at home. They're getting Cincinnati at home. They're getting the Eagles at home. There are some big games. You do have to go on the road for the Jets, but um, th- this is kind of nice. So Buffalo comes to town uh, on December 10th, 325 kick on CBS. <clears throat> Look, the Chiefs, uh, the Bills have had the Chiefs number in the regular season in, the, in recent years. But I think Buffalo is going to come in struggling. Um, you know, they they were really uneven last year, kind of got blown out in the playoffs. There's this whole Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs beef rumors floating around. I think the Chiefs win this game, but I think it's an ugly game. I think this is one of those ones that we're all, like we all feel like we need to take a shower afterwards, but we're glad they won. Um in a lower scoring game than you would expect from these two teams. I got it. Chiefs 23 bills, 20 chiefs moves to 11 and two. What do you guys think? Did we take down the bills? Uh, Lauren shanks says Buffalo will be the third in the East Bold prediction, but I mean, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just got a weird feeling about this game. So, all right. Chiefs are 11 and three or 11 and two. Sorry. And they're going to new England Sunday, December 18th. We're just like a week out from Christmas at New England. And again, this one's on Monday night football. I also thought this was a weird primetime choice. Like when the chiefs are playing the Bengals and the bills and they have primetime games against the Packers and the Patriots. I don't know. I don't get it. But um, anyway, uh, <clears throat> this is at new England, seven fifteen kick on ESPN. Every season, the chiefs lose a game. They should win. This is that game. Patriots 24 chiefs, 23, I think they're just in a funk. They play that ugly game against the Bills, and they go to New England. Belichick draws up some crazy shit, and, and they get off to a slow start in the game, and then something weird happens, and they lose a the game they shouldn't. I, do, I feel gross predicting that Mac Jones is going to win a football game against Patrick Mahomes, but Matt Ryan's corpse won a game against Patrick Mahomes last year, so weird shit can happen. I think the Chiefs drop to eleven and three. If they don't lose this game, they lose. Maybe they lose to the Bills or something. But I, you know they're not going to go undefeated. And it just has the feeling of this one of those weird games. And 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 Belichick. Now he hasn't faced Mahomes in a while, but like he's he's done a nice job of scheming things up against Mahomes at least early in his career. You, got, I knew you. Got, I knew this wasn't going to be a popular one. Um, <clears throat> Rick says, "No way." Uh, Terry says, Oh, we got new England. you you guys are probably right. Um, but you know, there's always, a, I'm trying to like make a realistic prediction and, un, you know, uns, uh, unsuspected things happen during the NFL season. Tom says chiefs 27, 19 over the Patriots. Um, yeah, probably. Um, optimistic James says, I think number 15 injured week three. What? Your name is optimistic James. Don't bring that. Don't bring that bad juju in here unless you're talking about number 15 on the, on the Patriots who I don't know who that is, but man, don't, don't, don't put that bad stuff out in the air. Um, All right. So the chiefs fall to 11 and three, and then it's Christmas day, Monday, December 25th, the chiefs have a game at noon uh, on against Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think, I think the chiefs, Kill them again. I think they use this as the get right game after two lackluster performances against the Bills and the Patriots, which they split. Chiefs 30, go a little easier on them this time. Raiders 21, Chiefs move to 12 and three and steal Christmas from the Raiders. Um, all right. It's a weird schedule this year because the Chiefs play on Christmas and then they play on New Year's Eve on December 31st, Sunday, December 31st. And there's going to be this college football going on. It's going to be crazy. And it's the Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals coming to Arrowhead 325. So you get this one in. uh, So make sure you're getting a late dinner reservation if you're going out for New Year's Eve because you got to watch the Chiefs play the Bengals. Look, I think this is going to be another classic between the Bengals and the Chiefs. The Bengals have also had the Chiefs number in the regular season as of late. Uh, This is a coin flip game for me, especially if everybody's healthy. But it's at Arrowhead. So Chiefs clinched the number one seed with one week to go. Chiefs 23, Bengals 20, lower scoring game. But these teams, they get down in the mud with each other. Uh, And the Chiefs moved to 13 and three. Yeah, I think this is the year the Chiefs just take care of business in the regular season against the Bills and the Bengals. And I'll say this, man. Like, I I said the Chiefs are going to clinch the number one seed in this game. I do not think they will clinch it by virtue of – beating the Bengals like I mean over the Bengals I don't think the Bengals are going to be in the running for the number one seed this year I think they're going to struggle I think they got a a, not badly but they've got a a tough division Lamar's back in Baltimore the Browns should be better I think the Steelers are going to be better I just think I just think it's going to be a tough uh, season for the Bengals I think they're a playoff team but I think the Chiefs will secure that number one seed just by virtue of getting the win not it's not going to be a game for the number one seed that's my prediction all right it's week eighteen, we made it. Saturday, Sunday, uh, Saturday or Sunday. I've got a slash here for this game: uh, January sixth or January seventh, <clears throat> at Los Angeles Chargers, also known as Arrowhead West. Time is to be determined. I think the Chiefs and the Chargers both sit their starters in this one because the Chiefs will have wrapped up the number one seed the week before, and they're going to rest their wounded. And the Chargers will be locked in to a wild card seed because the Chiefs will have already won the AFC West. The Chargers will not be able to improve their seeding. So they will set their starters. And I think Blaine Gabbert and Clyde Edwards Hilaire lead the Chiefs to victory 19 to 17 at Arrowhead West. And the Chiefs have a final record of 14 and 3. Let me know what you guys think of that. Tom says Chiefs 30 20 over the Chargers. Um yeah. I, I think so, man. I like, I think even the chiefs backups would beat the chargers um, the chargers backups in this situation. Now, if, if I'm wrong and the chiefs are playing their backups and Justin Herbert's playing playing Gavin ain't beating Justin Herbert. I, I don't think um, Joshua Clayton says CEH getting traded mid season. I don't know about that, man. Unless some team has major running back injuries. I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't, I don't know why anybody would trade for him. There's lots of running backs out there, I think, that have comparable talent. Uh, Ronald uh, Ronald says, Blaine and CEH, LOL. Yeah, that's what I think, man. I think that's the game. Blaine Gabbert gets in there, gets to get a little tune-up for the playoffs just in case anything crazy happens, and CEH uh, runs wild against the the chart. They'll lean on him. That'll be his game. Um, cool. All right, so the Chiefs go 14-2. and I am not going or 14 and three. Sorry, number one seed, same record as last year. I am not going to. um, While you spent a lot of time thinking about this, I did, Rick. I did. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, why not? Like, it's all bullshit anyway, right? So you might as well get specific with it. Um, James T. Kirk says Detroit will be tough. Uh, Agreed. Okay. So I'm not going to predict the Super Bowl or the playoffs or any of that stuff. I'm going to save that for when the playoffs are about to start. But I like, I think the Chiefs are going to be good this year. I'm nervous about the Chris Jones stuff. I'm really nervous about it. I don't like it. I really hope they figure something out here and don't drag this out into the season and make it super ugly, but we'll see. They've got a week. They got a week. I would prefer not to have the distraction. Okay, before we go, I got to bring on producer Richard because it's time for Patty's Power Rankings. What's up, guys? Because your shirt's say meat.
2: It does. Well, actually, it says more than just that. It says Meat Wave. It's oh, a, Meat it's Wave. A sh- okay. Chicago band. So, shout out Meat Wave. You guys rock. Nice, nice. Check out Meat Wave. <laughs> Who is that Mahomes jersey on? Uh, that is K- Kyle McLaughlin from uh, Twin Peaks. It's a Twin Peaks poster. So I never, I never
0: got into, tw- I never watched Twin Peaks. A lot of people say that they think it would be up my alley cause it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's kind of neat. You
2: might enjoy it. Yeah, check I, it might, out.
0: Might have to give it a try. Okay, so it's um. Greg says, "Pat, thanks for the welcoming vibe. Appreciate what you all do. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, thanks for being so active in the chat, man. Everybody's been awesome. Everybody's been so active the, the whole show. So, Patty's power rankings. We do this. If you're new here, we rank football stuff sometimes, and sometimes we rank food. This is also a food podcast. So, uh, I thought. So, I was uh, Richard. I want the reason why is this morning I had to run an errand. I went to the grocery store, and I'm a big uh, diet A and W guy because." um I love AW. I love root beer. It doesn't have any caffeine in it. Every once in Mm. a while, I want to like have a snack in the evening, like, you know, a little bit of popcorn and a soda, but I don't want to be up all night with the caffeine. So I go diet AW. So I needed to pick some up and some other things. And uh, hey, dog's losing her shit. And uh, they had a crazy deal. They were like, buy two 12 packs, get three free. So I'm walking out of there with like five. Anyway, it made me think about soda. And I thought we should rank our top three favorite sodas of all time. Starting at three, moving it down. Not the best stuff for you, but it is tasty. So why don't you kick us off? What's number three on your all-time soda list?
2: All right, this is gonna. I'm gonna go throwback. Richard, throwback. Nostalgia, nostalgia blast. Uh, we're gonna do Jones Soda, green apple flavor. I used to love, have have you tried Jones soda before?
0: Yeah, yeah. They they have them in a lot of sandwich shops. And so I always see them in in sandwich shops for some reason. I'm a
2: big, I'm a big sandwich guy. So pretty much like just, that was just something I instantly grabbed. I'm a big green apple fan. And then I always just like the idea that they just put like your photos in there. I I, I did that in high school once. And it was like a really proud moment when they emailed me and they're like, we got your photo on a bottle. And I was like, hell yeah. Can I get a bottle? No. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess uh, (laughs) I'll keep drinking. So yeah, Jones soda, green apple flavor. That's my number three.
0: Nice. Nice. Slo style says number three barks root beer number two mountain dew number one dr pepper strawberries and cream zero sugar oh interesting yeah um okay so i gotta give a couple i gotta give a couple of honorable mentions okay so because we're only doing three um shout out to surge remember surge yes yeah that stuff was crazy it was like gasoline um <clears throat> I'm a big Squirt fan. I think Squirt is one of the like most under, underrated sodas out there. I love Squirt. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, but starting at number three, it's got to be the best of the best. Number three, I'm going Pepsi. I'm a Pepsi over Coke guy. Always have been. Don't get it. Don't I, Coke's fine. I think Pepsi's superior. Coke's got, I don't know, there's just some sort of flavor about Coca-Cola that just doesn't run me the right way. Um, it's
2: too good for you. That's what it is. It's too good for you. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. That's the flavor. Um, it, but you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, my 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 papa always got me Pepsi to drink at Thanksgiving. It's very nostalgic for me, so I love a Pepsi. Diet Pepsi's fine. I prefer regular, but I try not to drink too much of that stuff because it's just like empty. Like, why am I doing this? I'd rather have a beer. Um, but yeah, Pepsi for me, is three.
2: All right, uh, that's that's good. I'm obviously not a Pepsi guy, but we'll we'll get around to that. Actually, this number two. Pepsi product. This is the only Pepsi product on my list. I gave it number two. So there you go, Pepsi. I'm a big Dr. Pepper fan. Yeah. When, when we'll get to the number one, you could probably assume, but when they don't have the other brand and they have Pepsi products, I will default to a Dr. Pepper yeah. and I like it spicy. You know, it, it feels like something they'd prescribe me for whatever ailments I have. So yeah. Dr.
0: Pepper. It's different. It's different. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I. That's an excellent choice. Um. My number two is A&W root beer surprise surprise um again like I drink a lot of the diet but I don't prefer it uh have you ever been to an aW restaurant do you know that I that haven't doesn't? had the pleasure no I haven't but I've, I've been dying to actually I don't know we how do. many of them are left I know they paired them up with um
2: oh, Gas stations? Some,
0: no, like, <laughs> I, like I, yeah but like there there'll be like an a and w and like you know sometimes you see like a dairy queen and an orange Julius together like and KFC maybe
2: I'm googling it right now KFC and aWs might be might be, might be.
0: But like the old school A&Ws, like you could go to like, it was like the old school, like di- like drive your car up and they'd bring the food out to you and oh, they would yeah. bring you the A&W in like a frothy mug. Oh, it was the like get a burger and fries and an A&W root beer. Love A&W, always been my favorite root beer. Number two for me.
2: All right. That's a good number two. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, now we're at number one. Uh, we're going to go classic. This is what I got indoctrinated with. I think there's a photo that exists out there of me, probably H two or three very irresponsible parents. And I was like chugging a two liter of Coca-Cola. But uh, I do want to make a little, little uh, asterisk on that. I saw somebody in the chat, I think it was Phantom said it. It's gotta be the bottle. Cause we're going cane sugar from Mexico. Yes. High fructose corn syrup. It's good. I I mean, I'll drink it, but uh if you want, if you want the good stuff, you got to find the bottles. So yeah. Yeah. Bottled Coke.
0: A lot of mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of grocery stores will carry that. They'll carry the Mexican Coke in the bottle, like um, you'll see it on the bottom shelf. But uh, yeah, that's the go-to. Coke's good. My 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 grandma Allen loved loved a Coca Cola. She'd sit there and she drank she drank it out of the can with a straw. Oh, uh, nice. I've never been a straw guy, but um, yeah. that was her. That's very nostalgic for me as well. Number one for me, no question, it's Dr Pepper. I love Dr Pepper. I, that was, you know, before I started drinking booze, that was, that was my, my beverage of choice. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Fantastic. I guess it tastes different from that. Like there's places in Texas where you can get like the original recipe. Supposedly. I heard this years ago. I've never had it, but yeah, it's uh there's like nothing else quite like it. I've never tried that. I I would love that. But yeah,
2: no, I can never do Mr. Pibbs. So that's why Dr. Pepper all the way for me. Yeah.
0: What a lame, like you have a cool a cool name like Doctor Pepper, and you're like, let's call it Mister Pib. Like you're not even trying to hide the fact that you're ripping it off. Yeah. Um, lame. Couldn't
2: even get a doctorate. Couldn't even get a doctorate. Just had to settle with just a Mister.
0: Yeah, Mister yeah. Pib's a Broncos fan. Yeah. <laughs> we might that that might have to go on the uh, on the quote board in the Discord. Um, all right, everybody, long show but great show. Uh, thank you to Colda Roos for coming on. Thank you to to Richard for once again joining me for Patty's Power Rankings. I will not see you next week. No guarantees. I will be at Arrowhead. I'm flying out on Wednesday night. Um, I'll probably be stopping by Casey Beer at some point Thursday. And It's going to be a long day. Um, so you will see a very uh, uh, overserved Patrick if I do show up uh, and make a, an appearance on the post-game show. But don't worry. Sterling, Adam, Joe, those guys will be around. Uh, Richard, we'll have you covered for the big opener. So, man, I feel like... I feel like I should have some words because it's, you know, uh it's the last appearance that I'll have before the Chiefs actually start playing a football game, but you know what? I'm just going to say kind of what I always say. You know, have fun, enjoy the game, enjoy this era of Chiefs football, make sure you get some really good food, drinks, whatever you want to do for Thursday. Call out of work on for like get take a vacation day, call out of work on Friday now. The Chiefs are raising a freaking banner at Arrowhead Stadium on Thursday. It's going to be absolutely lit and Keep the faith, and as always, go Chiefs.
1: When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly.